0: Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast, a view of culture, current events, and politics through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls, and Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success. Visit crawfordmediagroup.net and click on their logos for more information or to donate. And now, here are your hosts, Neil Boron, Bob Duco, Roger Marsh, And John Rush.
1: Hey, I am John Rush, host of Rush Therese in Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the National Crawford Roundtable. Bob Duco from Detroit, Michigan with the Bob Duco Show with us today. Neil Boron from Buffalo, New York. Neil Boron Live. Roger Marsh is swimming i think in california because uh, he is not with us today <laughs> guys welcome how are you
2: he's kayaking out there guys. yeah there you <laughs> go <laughs> He's long and actually wise, neil you. you
1: said you interviewed him yesterday i know we're recording this wednesday so you had an interview with him on tuesday and you you said it sounded like he was in either niagara falls or the shower which was it
3: it was unbelievable he was out and about he was in his car traveling he said that you know his family was safe things were good for him obviously california has been whacked by the mm. ongoing storm but it was unbelievable, the torrential downpour. And I, I said, I, I just got to tell you, Roger, it literally sounds like your car is parked underneath Niagara Falls right now. So the mm. sound effects were incredible. Wow. Doing a story about, you know, torrential, what do they call it? The atmospheric river that was happening there in the L.A. area.
2: So he's one of those journalists that are standing out there in the typhoon holding on to a stop sign, exactly. trying not to be blown and, and swept away. So, <laughs> you know what? He was
3: giving it up for the show, man. The right.
1: yeah, umbrella hey, you know going what? the other direction. Uh, too funny well okay in in more serious things we've got a lot to cover today one we're going to talk about the super bowl commercials things are going on our our companies pulling back from some of their wokeness when it comes to the super bowl itself that he gets us ads as well lots to talk about there before we do that though guys there was of course A lot of you know, especially on our side, controversy yesterday with Mayorkas and uh, the impeachment hearings and whether or not he was going to be impeached. And it came down, I believe, to was it one vote or three Republicans essentially that voted. It was two sixteen. It was
2: two sixteen to two fourteen. You had four defections from the Republicans.
1: Yeah, and let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, I do think that's big news. We'll get to the Super Bowl and the commercials here in a moment. But Bob, you know, since you really probably stay up on this as much as anyone. Your thoughts, and really quick before you do that, I feel like immigration is one of those issues where on our side of the aisle, we don't have to give anything. It's about a 75% on polling, people feeling the same way we do about immigration that something has to happen. We've got to get this thing fixed, this open border policy that we have, literally the invasion that's happening, and I know I have to be careful using that term. I think even politicians do, but at the end of the day, that's what it is, and we're not the only ones that feel that way yet it seems like our side once again is willing to cave on something we've already won bob I know. You know what?
2: It makes my eye twitch when I think about this. The the open borders issue right now in polling consistently is the number one issue for voters in 2024. More than the economy. More than inflation. And the Republicans, once again, You have talked about this many times, John. The Republicans are just lousy staying on message here. Ronna McDaniel, by the way, she's out as RNC chair. Uh, It came out this morning. She is planning on stepping down, some Right after the, I believe, South Carolina primaries, which is good. It's time for, for new blood there. But, yeah, this open borders issue is ridiculous. Mayorkas, first of all, this guy has presided over the CBO numbers, Congressional Budget Office, the nonpartisan bean counters, 6.2 million releases into the United States since Joe Biden's been in office. That doesn't count who knows how many known godaways, And that certainly doesn't count who knows how many unknown gotaways. Uh, the bottom line is there have been clearly 10 million plus people illegally in this country just in the last three years of Joe Biden And you have to think about how many of those people are potential terrorists? How many of those people are MS-13 gang members? How many more drugs do we have flooding over the borders into this country? How rich are the drug dealers and the sex traffickers getting in this nation? And how bad is crime getting when police officers are being beaten up on the streets in viral videos uh, like in New York City? So, So he absolutely should be impeached, and the fact that you have four Republicans siding with it. Every single Democrat said, let's keep him. And by the way, this is the same Alejandro Mayorkas that not once but twice in interviews over the last few months was asked about the border. And he said, quote, let me be clear, the border is secure. Said right. those words, right. the border is secure. If anything else, he needs to be impeached for being disconnected from reality, let alone derelict in his duties. So it's well, frustrating.
1: Agree. Neil, your thoughts? And, and again, this is one of those items when we start, you know, as we're going into this election cycle. As I said a moment ago, this is one of those issues that I feel like is is universal. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. As Bob just said a moment ago, it's the number one issue. In fact, to the point, guys, and this is we can maybe get into this at a later podcast, uh, but really this is becoming even a bigger issue. I think the Democrats were relying on abortion being the number one issue that they could stand on throughout this election cycle. The reality is that's dropping because immigration, Neil, is becoming the hot button.
3: Yeah, no question. And, you know, I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, elected officials in largely democratic areas like New York City and Chicago are saying this whole situation is unsustainable. So I don't know what newspaper Alejandro Mayorkas is reading to say that the border is, in fact, secure. The situation can't go on forever. I think that we're, you know, in harm's way as a result of the Biden administration policies. And to be frank, I kind of think in some ways, that if the republican you know members of the house had decided to try to impeach biden for failing to uphold the laws that are already on the books about immigration uh, that that would have been okay too so i I don't know what to make of this whole thing if it was just a political charade or what Uh, i i guess in the long run you know time will tell where all of this goes but you're not kidding this is a huge issue and i think you know common sense thinking kind of americans some of whom are democratic voters uh, know that something has to happen because we can't go this go this way forever.
1: I agree, Bob. As I said a moment ago, really, abortion is being pushed down now, which we really felt like that was, and I think the Democrats felt like that was going to be their number one topic. It's not, and I know we also have a great sponsor, Preborn. That you know, we talk about abortion in that end of things. We've got a great, uh, I guess you could say, partner. And those of you that aren't listening, please support pre, Preborn. And, Bob, you talk about them on a weekly basis. Great organization. And we, and we just mm. we can't thank them enough for what they're doing.
2: Oh, I, I know. And there are so many people, of course, that support Preborn. All of us, this podcast. Uh, Dennis Wilson, of course, Wilson Financial, a huge Preborn supporter. And a lot of you in the audience as well. But we're just asking you here in 2024, if you haven't given to Preborn, maybe in a while or, or not at all, I'm asking you if you'll prayerfully consider doing that now. You see, Preborn is the main pro-life group that shows ultrasound images of unborn babies to expectant moms in pro-life centers all across the country. They've been doing this for a long time. And when that mom sees a picture of her baby, she doesn't go across the street to Planned Parenthood. She usually lets that baby live almost all the time. And by the way, she usually ends up accepting the Lord too. Well, here's the money. $28 is the average ultrasound expense to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. So we're asking everybody listening and watching us right now, would you pray about a number, a number of babies' lives you'll save? Take $28 times fill in the blank. Whatever that number is, $28 times fill in the blank, that's your one-time gift. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, nothing for overhead. So you can give two ways, online or on the phone. Online, just go right now to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, Click on Preborn. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, Click on Preborn. And if you want to talk to somebody on the phone, they answer twenty four seven. So call right now eight three three eight five zero baby eight three three eight five zero baby. Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call.
1: All right. In closing, with my Bob, and I know some of the folks that voted on the Republican side, Ken Buck, who's frankly, on his way out in Colorado. Luckily, I had a conversation yeah. on air about that. So at least that's one less person we have to worry about going, you right. know, moving down the road. And I know Ken's working on positioning himself for the after political life. And in, in other words, I think he's vying for a job with, you know, the CNN types and so on. So it's not a surprise he did what he did. But right. their excuse, Bob, is there just isn't justification to impeach him. And I guess, again, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the law. I don't know that end of things. But it looks to me like when you're supposed to be doing a job which is protecting our country, homeland at the borders, security. That's right. When you're doing, when, when that's your main job and that's not happening, how can you say there's not justification to get rid of the guy?
2: Exactly. Look, if, if somebody's job, think about it on a smaller scale for a moment, okay? If somebody's job is to man the gate at the mansion or the nightclub or something like that so that you don't let people in. And while you're standing there filing your nails and playing Candy Crush, you've got thousands and thousands of people flooding past you. You get fired. All right, right. That's how it works. Uh, this guy has allowed millions and millions and millions of people to flood into this country, and he's supposed to be in charge of this. And by the way, Look what these look what these illegal immigrants are doing. They're learning how brazen they can be. I mean, come right. on, in New York City, when it, try to imagine John, picture a world where, name one country on the planet that anybody thinks they could go into that country. And be so brazen as to say, first, where's my $1,000 checks? Number two, where's my government-free programs? And number three, oh, here's some police over here arresting somebody. We're just going to go swarm them and beat them up and kick them in the head while they're on the ground. And we'll get let out with no bail, as Alvin Bragg did originally, let five of the seven out. Until right. the video went viral, then it's like, uh-oh, PR, this is blowing up in our face. Then, well, we better go find those five and bring right. them back. That's
1: so right. they've been caught. No, and the That's answer good. is no country bob no country that's
2: there's not a single country in the world anybody can think of the. but in the united states of america under joe biden and Alejandro mayorkas that's what's done here how can both these guys not be impeached let me ask a question though
3: let me ask a question so you got the failed impeachment attempt and i don't know how that plays out in the media or what the general public thinks but you know obviously we live in a world where perception is for the most part reality so so if people begin to get the idea that uh, Mayorkas, you know, there wasn't enough evidence, et cetera, et cetera, that, that maybe they just kind of downplay and then think that that was just like a Republican tactic to, you know, gain votes or something or to keep attention on this issue. And then you got the the failed border bill, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Uh, it so, needed to so,
1: fail. Well, yeah, it of, wasn't. of
3: course. No, I get that. But, but, right. but now you've got democrats who have the ability to say look at um we were all in we agreed to so many different aspects of this that the republicans said were necessary if there was ever going to be a border bill we caved in we said yes and they bailed out now so they're the ones who don't care about the border and i'm just wondering about the public relations disaster coming down the road because democrats will use that they're already using it they're using it, it this morning in
1: the news they will no and that's where the messaging in 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 bob you can chime in on this that's where our messaging and i know we talk about that a lot here i talk about it on my program a ton it's where we have to do a better job of messaging and countering what neil just said
2: i know and you know something okay peter ducey of fox news all right now uh, thankfully he will ask kareem jean pierre some tough questions from time to time okay good it's the only journalist actually willing to do that he asked kareem jean pierre just the other day when she tried to claim she said, you know what? Uh, it's the Republicans' fault. It's the Repu- and Donald Trump or the Republicans' fault that we don't have secure borders. Because since day one, President Biden started trying to work to get the border secured on day one, and the Republicans have fought him on this and wouldn't do it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Peter Ducey said, let me ask you a question. Who was in control of the House and the Senate on day one? I saw that. Because, yeah, guess what? It was the Democrats. That's they controlled right. the House. They controlled the Senate. They controlled the White House. And those first two, for the first two years of Biden's presidency, and in the first two years of Biden's presidency, you had what? six million or so illegal immigrants flooding over the border, and the Democrats ran the table of control. So this is absolute nonsense. Republicans need to be playing this card hard. They need to... by the way, the, the new guy that comes in, uh, this is a Waitley guy, I'm trying to think of what his name is, That uh, that is probably going to be taken over now for Ronald McDaniels. What he needs to do is get every single Republican on the same page That's and say, right. in the RNC, That's here right. are the talking points, That's and right. open, open borders is our issue. Here are the five talking points, and I don't want to see a single Republican do an interview where one of these talking points is not That's brought right. up every, every, every single time. That guy needs to coalesce Agree. a consistent mm-hmm. message and make it True. happen. Yep. McDaniel didn't do that.
1: This guy needs to. Yeah, and I don't care if you're running for dog catcher, Bob. That needs exactly. to apply to every single right. thing that's happening across the country and on our side of the aisle, 100%. Because what people don't realize is what even that guy, I use dog catcher because you guys know why. But, Do people I mean, actually <laughs> run for dog catcher? Uh, no, is they don't. actually but,
2: an elected <laughs> You know, there probably are some cities where that probably
1: is the case. But, you know, even if you're running for local city council, school board, right. or whatever, this right. needs to be one of those hot buttons. And the reason for that, guys, is because – like any other marketing campaign, Bob, you've been in business, you know what I mean by this. Any other marketing strategy, you have to be consistent across the board. Right. And if they hear every single candidate on our side talking about the same three, whatever those main issues mm-hmm. are, immigration being one of them, it then becomes universal so that even right. then, when the big guys start talking about it, it just resonates through and through. So to That's your point, how you yes, bust yes, through the media's filter. That's, that's right. how you Top bust through Top down, that needs to happen, 100%. 100%. Right. All no, right. You're, you're I know so we got to right. switch gears, guys. I want to talk about the Super Bowl, the commercials. There's a lot of pullback this year when it comes to the Super Bowl. And and I also know that there's a lot of people that watch the Super Bowl only for the commercials. A lot of people are watching it for the game. So, of course, a lot of people go to parties and do different things. Estimates this year of people watching the Super Bowl, 115 million outside of... Um, of FIFA. Uh, I know it's called football in other places, but, you know, soccer. Um, mm. At some point in time, the world will learn what football actually is. But anyways, that's a whole nother <laughs> topic. Um, yeah, go,
2: yeah, those silly people kicking a ball with their foot and calling it football. Pah,
1: I yeah, really. imagine that. At any rate, um, uh, you know, the reality is 115 million people watching an event here in the U.S., the largest <laughs> televised event by and large. In fact, I talked yesterday how how badly baseball has blew it when they were the number one sport in the United States of America for a long time. They've been around twice as long or even longer than that than football, and yet they are way down the list. I mean, last year's World Series was about 9 million people compared to 115 million for the Super Bowl this year. Guys, that's a huge difference, meaning that when these advertisers go into the Super Bowl and they pay the, what is it, $7 million for a 30-second ad, I want to say, that's what it is this year. that's what it is. It's huge, huge money. So, Neil, I'll start with you. There's going to be a pullback this year. I do want to talk about the, you know, he gets us ads. In fact, I think we'll leave that for the second half. But in general, you know, when these companies are looking at these ads saying, hey, we don't want to make the same mistake Budweiser made this last year with Dylan Mulvaney. Let's pull back. Let's not be offensive. Let's make it fun, which, by the way, is the way they used to be. What are your thoughts on all that?
3: Well, I'll give you my thoughts in just a second, but let me talk for a minute about money in a different aspect okay because i mean obviously there's going to be a mo- lot of money floating around the super Perfect. bowl as a matter of fact um i was thinking about taking out a couple of 30 second ads myself to promote the round table so i may just you know, <laughs> oh
2: yeah true. hey, hey I, yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll kick yeah. in, yeah. Uh, we, hey, we'll, yeah, we'll in maybe a 2.3 million
3: okay uh, but you know Listen, there's been a lot said in, in the media about an improved economy. People are generally feeling a little bit better. Uh, there's some records being set on Wall Street, but the bottom line is inflation is still real. It's still a problem. It's still an issue. And people are also dealing with the whole mortgage rate situation. Young Young people, there's a new poll just came out recently. Young people are returning home to live with mom and dad in record numbers. Because like the American dream isn't quite happening for them right now. I saw an interesting conversation about that just the other day. So listen, if you're looking for a return on your investment and you are looking to get ahead with regard to your investments, you need to think about giving Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services a call. He's a trusted advertising partner of ours. He's a sponsor of National Crawford Roundtable. He supports Roger Marsh and the bottom line on KBRT in Southern California. In fact, he's a major supporter of Freeborn. He loves Jesus. Mm. He's a Sunday school teacher. But most importantly, he's got four decades of experience in helping people see solid returns on their investments. And right now, he's got a 7% CD you can talk to him about. Um, there's some specifications about that. But he's he's got some tremendous offerings available to you. And if you're interested in getting real gains, seeing real money returned for your investment— give him a call and connect with him you can go to wilson financial <clears throat> find him on uh, the site net. just click on the wilson financial button but bottom line is he's going to help you protect your assets generate money for retirement and minimize the tax implications of all this in the process so awesome. click on wilson financial at crawfordmediagroup.net so <clears throat> yeah a lot of money floating around what were we talking about again i forget
1: seven million dollars for 30 second ad and are they going to pull back on some of what they've done in the past with the wokeness. And let's face it, the past, at least for me, last couple of years of ads, frankly, guys, I'm not sure we're worth watching any of them. I've I've seen some of the previews for some of the ads this year, and I will say that they're better than they've been in the past. But, you know, point being, Neil, are these companies now finally starting to, quote-unquote, wake up to wokeness and realizing that that doesn't help their bottom line?
3: Well, from what I'm reading, and of course, who knows? We'll find out when we watch the Super Bowl ads. But Bud Light's certainly pulling back. That whole Dylan Mulvaney Huge. thing nearly sunk. You Bud
2: don't think they're going to have a guy <clears throat> in a halter top and high heels prancing around trying to sell uh,
3: Bud Light?
1: Not unless he's riding a Clydesdale.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's they're gonna Bud put Weiser. They're going to put Clydesdales in uh, in high heels now, I guess. There you go.
3: <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the world we live in. you got to expect we're going to see something that appears to be woke. But the general feeling is I think people paid attention to what happened to bud light with the whole dylan Mulvaney thing, and apparently they're they're going back to their mainstream kind of core target audience uh, they're going to go back to their main demographic on this they haven't said what they're doing but apparently it's going to appeal to the standard over the years you know we're bud light drinkers so we'll see what happens. Uh, Cl- actually
1: clydesdale's are, they have they've had previewed that the clydesdale's <clears throat> are actually going to be back in the ads this year which they that's, haven't been I believe. okay but that's last budweiser. Yeah, okay. Yeah, budweiser yeah
3: okay that's budweiser yeah. but yeah budweiser so um It'll be nice, actually. It'd be nice to see them back, and I think they're an American favorite. It's down home America, like apple pie and Chevrolet and stuff. But I think that you're going to see, in my opinion, we'll see more conservative ads this year. Could be wrong, but I believe it's going to. I, I believe they're learning a lesson, and they're going to pay attention to it.
1: Yeah, Bob, again, so. your your thoughts? I mean, again, me being on the business side, one of the things that I consult all of my my clients with is. Yes, as a company, you need to take a stand for the things that you believe in. And I'll never tell a company not to. On the same token, you have to know your customer and your market. And if you don't know your customer and your market, which, by the way, this goes back into the RNC and what we're doing there and kind of dovetails into what we were talking about earlier. But if you don't know your market, you better, because when you don't, you lose. You're absolutely right. And this is what just blows my mind about, about
2: these people. In what universe does some so-called marketing expert think that their demographic wants to see lipstick on a Clydesdale? They just, they don't, all right? They don't want to see some guy in a halter top prancing around. That's not their brand. That's not their image. But see, here's one of the things that these marketing so-called experts need to learn also. And I know John is a businessman. You know this well. The LGBT groups, okay? These groups are so vicious. You know, the old saying, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. No, hell hath no fury like gay, lesbian, and trans groups that don't get contract renewals in advertising. Mm-hmm. Because once you start spending money with them, They have an expectation where they will basically extort you to keep on paying. And so it's almost like you're better never to touch these groups with a 10-foot pole. That's That's right. Right. Don't feed that monster because as soon as you do, the the first time you give that bear – Any little bit of food, that's it. You have to feed him forever. And if you don't, he will maul you to death. They will launch slash and burn campaigns against Mm -hmm. any corporation that dares to stop the advertising that they experimented with. Uh, And so that's why the best thing businesses can do is say, hey, those people are toxic. Don't open up a can of worms. We will create a monster and we will never be able to get out of that vortex if we enter it. No, you're right. Go ahead. ahead, ahead. Real quick. I, I just was
3: reading here in the wall street journal um the Clydesdales are coming back and so that's like a return to normalcy regarding some of these ads however they're going to be in las vegas in sin city delivering beer around town so where they deliver it and how that looks that would be interesting to find out they haven't really said specifically what it's going to look like but the Clydesdales will be back just that they're going to be in sin city so who knows interesting and and
1: that's a whole nother conversation maybe we can get into in the second half about all the other things that go around the Super Bowl, and it's becoming to the point where, I mean, it's been this way now for years, guys, just as a side note to where, you know, will the Super Bowl ever be held in a cold city Again, and my answer to that is highly, highly, highly doubtful that it's ever in a cold city. They're looking at all of the other things that go around the Super Bowl outside of the actual event itself, the game itself. And the reality is, those of you that are in cold weather states, forget it. It ain't happening. Hey, well, as, and, long
2: as, they, as long as they've got the Taylor cam working, then I'll be okay. So. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And I you go. Know I, I can't not know what her expression is whenever something happens, so...
3: We're in the process right now. The Bills, Buffalo Bills are in the process of building a multi-billion dollar stadium that's going to be ready in like 2026 or something, somewhere down the road. Uh, but of course, we only have blizzards here, but we're not going to put a roof on the stadium. So go ahead and figure that out. That's why there will never be a Super Bowl in Buffalo. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, well and wow. even even outside of that just given that even if you had a dome and this is my prediction even some of the dome stadiums in some of the colder places Bob you guys in Detroit the reality is because of what they want happening outside of the stadium and around sure. the town and so on I just mm-hmm. don't see it ever coming to a cold weather state again I
2: mean, I think you're right. It's unfortunate, too, because I wouldn't mind seeing a Super Bowl in the snow.
3: I really wouldn't. But from a community financing point of view, if you put a dome on Buffalo, you can do concerts, you can do other things all year long. Otherwise, you're kind of limiting yourself to, what, a nine, eight or nine-game season.
1: That's it. Very true. No, can't can't argue that. Okay, so going back to the ads and this whole wokeness that has – let's face it, guys. It has woven its way – into a lot of different businesses. I mean, I get, I don't know about you guys, but I get requests from people to come on air, to even talk about this stuff on both sides of the aisle, whether it's for or against. And of course, I don't interview the folks that are for, it. I guess maybe I should someday and have a nice argument with somebody about how, how that's a bad idea for a business. Because frankly, especially when it comes to sports, this is a whole you know conversation in and of itself, but when it comes to sports, Nobody wants to see that stuff. They come to sports for the release side of things. The right. last thing they want exactly. is to Hallelujah. be told how to, you know, what to do, how to think, and so
2: on. And by the way, can I also say, you also don't want to get into politics. So, like, we all pay attention to politics, but That's right. when I'm at a football game, I don't. I don't want to know or care if the guy sitting next to me is a Democrat. Okay, we both ought to be high fiving each other if our team scores a touchdown. But unfortunately, the NFL and a lot of sports has politicized themselves. It happened a few years ago with the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and taking knee of right. Black Lives Matter and and the stadiums now. Of course, every stadium has to have some kind of uh, some kind of political message talking point. You know, in the end zone or whatever, Not and on uniforms. Non- I know exactly, Neil. And so it's like, knock that nonsense off. This is an opportunity for us to actually be apolitical as fans and come together and set the politics aside. And it's it's the left wing within ESPN and the NFL and others that insists on politically dividing us and 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 playing identity politics while complaining that we shouldn't be divided politically. Okay, well, then knock that nonsense off. Totally is what agree. I would say. But so you know I, what, money money talks, and unless people stop
3: going to these games, and unless people stop viewing, and you know, there's a downturn yeah. in interest, the uh, the NFL and other sports, uh, they're not going to do anything about it no. because I, it's know, I know they get away
2: with that, it. That, that is very true. And by the way, let me just say real quick, because, John, I know we're, we're coming up on the yep, go ahead. on the half here. But I, I do want to remind everybody listening to us that we are sponsored. This is a sponsored podcast. And so when you hear Dennis Wilson, we want you to support Dennis Wilson and his tremendous work that he does in financial planning. Preborn, we want you to support Preborn. We want you to stop abortions. And you can do that, everybody. You can actually save babies' lives if you'll pay for the ultrasound images that pre shows to these moms in pro-life centers around the country. Because we know statistically when a mom sees that first ever picture of her baby, she lets that baby live. And by the way, she usually ends up accepting the Lord too. So you realize you're bringing these moms to Christ while saving their babies' lives. Is that worth money to you? I hope so. So here's what you do. $28 is the average Ultrasound expense to stop one abortion, to save one baby's life. Pray about a number. Take $28 times, fill in the blank. And that's your one-time gift to pre-born. You, maybe it's a tax write-off for you, and you know something? 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds, not a penny for overhead. But you can give two ways, online online or on the phone. If you want to give online, you can go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn, and give right there. CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on Preborn. And if you want to talk to a real-life person on the phone, you can give there 24 hours a day. Call right now, 833-850-BABY, 833-850-BABY. We appreciate you folks uh, doing this, John.
1: All right, and that'll wrap up this first half of the National Crawford Roundtable. Stay tuned, guys. The second half is coming up, Right after this,
0: this has been a Crawford Media Group production.
1: Welcome back, National Crawford Roundtable. And again, uh, I am your host today. I should have said this a couple of times during the show, but by now most people know my voice, John Rush, host of Rush to Reason in Denver, Colorado. Bob Duco with us today. He's out of Detroit, Michigan. Bob Duco show. Roger Marsh, who is not with us, he is swimming out in California with mm-hmm. the torrential rains they've got going on right now. With the bottom line, and Neil Boron, Buffalo, New York. Uh, Neil Boron live. And as I said in the first half, uh, Roger, we miss you. Hope you're staying. You know, keeping your What is that old saying? Keep your head above water in a literal sense?
2: (laughs) Pretty much. He's sitting on somebody's roof right now waiting for a (laughs) a boat.
1: And and guys, listen, I'm not making light of that. It's never fun to have the amount of rain that they're going to get. And Neil, you said this in the first half. They're just not a area of the country that's used to that type of storms and they don't do very well with that so at the end of the day yeah um I, you know my heart you goes know, out to him that, that would not be fun at all and there'll be a lot of people by the way that will be affected by this so our hearts and prayers go to those folks as well
3: side note there are rivers lakes and streams uh, in california that literally dried up over the last few years but this amount of rainfall has rectified that situation mm-hmm. like almost overnight mm-hmm. it's unbelievable yeah, is true. so Maybe in one is. sense he said some people are praising god that some of the you know uh, after effects of years of drought are being rectified mm-hmm. in this so who knows
2: Well, you know what, John, you've always said that sometimes Roger is all wet. So I guess maybe now. (laughs) very prophetic. All
1: right. So getting back to the ads and, and there's a, by the way, you can go look these up and find out some of the previews for the ads. I've watched a few of these, by the way, some of them are pretty funny. Some of them, maybe not so much. Um, It's interesting because some of them that have been very, very woke, for example, there's going to be an ad from United Airlines. We know how woke they are. We know about their diversity hiring. In fact, there's an article that uh, I'm going to talk about on my program talking about should you fly United given the fact that they're hiring all these different people to be pilots that frankly in some cases might not be qualified to be said pilots. So it's interesting that they're coming out with an ad and you have to ask yourself, are they doing that because of the things I just said? I don't want a DEI pilot. I'm just, there's certain I don't things either.
2: I don't want DEI. I don't want my heart, heart surgeon to be a DEI hire. I, I certainly don't want my kid going to Harvard and having the president being a DEI hire as we've seen with Claudine Gay. But no, you're absolutely right. Th- this is insane to be lowering the standards to make sure that we're placing more value not on skills, not on ability, not on talent, not on academics, but instead on diversity of things like skin color or gender preferences or things like This is nonsense. That's that's not the qualifications that I want for somebody flying me and my family quite frankly
1: well what you'll find interesting too bob is that the big automakers in your case ford and gm uh, i don't believe there's going to be any ads from them which in the past that's been a pretty big market for them and they've actually you know been a pretty big advertiser but uh, they claim because of the strike and might even be some of their ev disasters and so on Mm -hmm. you're not going to see any of our american car companies which there's only two now you're not going to see those ads i don't believe
2: Uh, I know. And it's, it's really a a change in Americana because that is kind of a standard. You know, you always plan on seeing the car commercials, although the car commercials were always the ones that were kind of, boring and straightforward you know it's like okay the, the, it's the beer commercials and whatever those except for were, ram Dorito- years
1: ago with the whole paul harvey you know what's a farmer ad which was right. just huge and had right. tons now, of that's conversation true. afterwards
2: i remember that but it's usually uh, you get your laughs from from the beer commercials from the doritos commercials from the true. whatever that's where you get your laughs and then okay here's a serious car commercial and personally i'd love to see the car commercials. Uh, start joining the humor bandwagon as well but you know, I don't know maybe they just have not been able to figure out that you can sell cars through laughs I, I just I
1: don't know but, um, which I, they I've could if wondered, they would look at it that way
3: John you're the businessman but I've always wondered you know seven million dollars this year for 30 seconds And you know most companies are only gonna buy one of those some might buy two or more but um, okay so you're, you're making this massive investment if your commercial isn't any good and doesn't really stick in the minds of of viewers. Like, I mean, if right now, you know, if you went to the average person and said, okay, tell me your 10 favorite Super Bowl ads from last year, well, they might remember one from last year mm-hmm. or 10 from all of the years combined if you really, you know, rack your brain about it. But I just wonder from a marketing point of view if it makes sense at all to try to, you know, you're going to spend $7 million to throw out some message that you're not sure is really going to stick with people that they're not going to remember or that might actually tick them off and cause them to be offended. By what it is you're saying. I, it seems incredibly risky, and I don't understand the whole thing. Why they feel they have to entertain us when the football game itself should be entertaining. Who
1: knows? I think it's become a tradition on that end of things. And to your point, Neil, I think they have to be very careful in what they're doing in the ad. You want to make it memorable. Keep in mind that even us today talking about some of these ads on the front time is giving them some free press. That's the one advantage you get out of doing something like an event like the Super Bowl, where, yeah, it's $7 million, but how many impressions, and of course that's how advertising works, how many impressions are you going to get off of that? And if they can get a lot of scuttlebutt like like i just mentioned ram a few years ago with the whole paul harvey you know what's a farmer ad i mean those guys got traction on that thing for you know days ahead and months after because of how big that ad was if you have that kind of success seven million dollars is a pretty good bargain bob you're a business guy you can answer that as well as as i but in the, if they do it correctly is it worth it every penny
2: I think it is. I mean, there's no getting past the fact that you're still, you're not reaching an audience of 1.2 million in a particular sitcom that you're advertising in. You're reaching an audience of 100 plus million. And you're reaching a worldwide audience that goes outside because a lot of people do watch the Super Bowl around the – look, we watch the World Cup here in America. And so a right. lot of people do watch the American Super Bowl around the world. And, you know, something Pepsi and cars and, you know, a Budweiser. and I mean, these are brands that sell around the world. So Yeah, they're worldwide brands. I, that's right. Yeah, so I, I do think there is a, a value to say, look, we're going to spend $7 million. But even if our ad doesn't stick, even if nobody remembers it, even if it's not one of the memorable ads – we are advertising ourselves and planting a seed of our image and our brand in the minds of mm-hmm. probably 150 to 200 million people worldwide that are potential customers, and if, if it, you know, if it causes their their brand to be a little bit stronger going forward. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I just think it, your average layman looks at $7 million and we see an astronomical number. But when you're dealing with multi-billion dollar budgets, oh, it's, peanuts. it's a, yeah, it's a small business owner saying, do I go ahead and spend a couple grand for this? Yeah, I will. That's
1: right. So That's right. yeah, I think it's well- worth it. Speaking of ads, Preborn, great, great sponsor of ours. If if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do, and we need to talk about them also.
2: We do, and uh, you know, we we talk about the issue of life and abortion all the time, and I know people listening to this podcast, the overwhelming majority of you're pro-life. And you're like, boy, I wish there was something I could do to save a baby's life, to stop just one abortion, stop 10 abortions, stop 100 abortions. There is actually something you can do. You can pay for the ultrasound images for these moms to see pictures of their babies because they choose life when they see those images. By the way, they usually end up accepting the Lord, too. Preborn is one who shows the ultrasound images, but it takes money to do that. So here's what we're asking everybody in the audience to do. First of all, on a smaller scale, $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion. So pray about a number, take $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is, that's your one-time gift to pre-born and a hundred percent of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. And your forever legacy is going to be, here's how many abortions we stopped. Now I do have to say we need some of you heavy hitters out there to pay for entire ultrasound machines. They're 15 grand a piece. It's a nice tax write-off for you or your business. But you know something? Your forever legacy will be stopping thousands and thousands of abortions. So fifteen grand for those of you that can do that. For everybody else, $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is. And here's how you give. Go online to CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on Preborn. Give right there. CrawfordMediaGroup.net. Click on Preborn. Or they answer the phones 24-7, and you can give right over the phone. Call 833-850-BABY. Eight three three eight five zero baby just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call.
1: All right, Neil, one of the things that I wanted to get to today is you're going to see ads, and I don't know how many. I think there's one or two, don't quote me on that, but the He Gets Us campaign, which we'll talk about that whole campaign, and I know each of us probably has our own thoughts, and for you, those of you that don't know what that is, you've seen some of the ads. You just may not know that that's what they are, but it's the whole Jesus-focused he gets us, they do all sorts of different things to relate to the non-believer that yes, Jesus Christ understands where you are in life right now. I'm kind of you know summarizing what they do. <laughs> it's a limited liability company. It's an initiative of the Servant Foundation. It's funded largely by David Green, who is the owner of Hobby Lobby, uh, which by the way, I can't really fault much in, in, the, in the way that he handles things, even as a business owner. But I wanna talk a little bit about that throughout the rest of the program today. Uh, Neil, first of all, Your thoughts. I don't know a ton about He Gets Us. I've seen some of the ads. I know it can be polarizing depending upon what side of the aisle you're on, or frankly, sometimes both sides of the aisle. What are your thoughts?
3: Uh, Mixed bag. I mean, we had a brief conversation about it on a prior roundtable. I don't know if it was a year ago or something, but fairly recent because it hasn't been around that long. But obviously, when you're capturing attention and pointing people in the direction of Jesus, it's going to raise eyebrows. Uh, from people that love it and people that don't uh, I think some of the criticism in the Christian community has been that it you know kind of portrays the soft loving Jesus which certainly is true Jesus gave his life for us he humbled himself God came to earth shed his own blood on our behalf so uh, no question about it you know it's we're saved by the grace of God and it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance all those are biblical themes so to present God in a way that and by the way you know then there's some who gets us? Is it God that gets us or Jesus that gets us? So there's been questions about that. Is that a clear enough message? But long and short of it, there's no question that the love and grace and mercy of God are real. But then there's the side that says, well, listen, uh, we need all of that because of the judgment of God. You know, it's appointed for man once to die, it says in Hebrews, and after this comes the judgment. Let's tell the full story that apart from him, you know, we're doomed. (laughs) We don't have much of a future at all. And, And I think people feel that the campaign in that sense has been kind of weak interesting and you know there's no connection that I'm aware of between he gets us or the chosen but I think one of the things people gravitate to in the chosen is the idea that we're seeing a Jesus that was very human and of course he was 100% human he was also 100% God um, but the reality that people get a chance to see Jesus interacting with people just like us who have real problems just like us uh, means that he gets us and so it's kind of interesting that the chosen has been so popular and He gets us seems to be making some waves. I I think, honestly, the one thing I would say that I really think is a good thing, you know, any obstacle can also be an opportunity. So even if you saw this as a negative thing, the idea that they're talking about God or Jesus during the Super Bowl or that you see some indication that he exists on the screen opens the door for opportunities with people that you're hanging out with. And I think Christians ought to be sensitive to take those opportunities and not just laugh at the beer commercials or whatever else is going to be on TV, but recognize that we have an opportunity to talk about Jesus because they're going to pay $7 million to do it a couple times during the game.
1: Good point. Bob, your thoughts?
2: Well, I don't like the campaign. I I don't. And it's not because the the warm and fuzzy and loving parts of Jesus aren't true and don't need to be told they do. My problem is this— if they dangle some milk in front of everybody, hey, it's the warm and fuzzy horizontal Jesus. It's just about humans loving other humans. And Jesus was the great role model for that. If that's the, the hook to lure you into the website and then you get to the website and there's more substance, there's more depth and there's the full gospel of Jesus Christ, I, I wouldn't mind so much. But the problem is you go to the web. I've been to the website. I've read every page On the website, I've watched every video on the website, and you know something? There's no meat. There's no substance. It's all milk. It's all horizontal. Basically, Jesus is reduced to uh, a good example for humans loving one another, and that's real. There's there's nothing about Jesus, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There's no gospel message, there's no discussing of we're all sinners, we, we need to repent of our sins, salvation is through Jesus Christ alone, his shed blood. I'm not saying you put that in the commercial when you're trying to reach non-believers, but you have to have that at least as a payoff okay. in the website. And when that's not there, to me, that's problematic. And then I'll take it even a step further it is slightly laced. The message, including the website, is just slightly laced with a nuance of leftist terminology. For example, if you go to the website, the key words that you see are love, tolerance, acceptance, equality, diversity, inclusive, justice. These. I'm not saying that there's not some value in each of those words, but let's be honest, those are liberal left-wing talking points. Uh, There's a thing in there that says Jesus rejected participating in culture war politics. Well, it's Christian conservatives who tend to be perceived as those that are fighting the culture wars, if you will. And so here's really what it comes down to for me. And Neil, as a pastor, I know you certainly have some thoughts on this. I was thinking about this today. If, if, The website, hegetsus.com. Let's pretend that that website we found out was overtly pro-abortion, pro-LGBT. No, it's not. They're not taking stances like that. But let's pretend they really were pro-abortion, pro-LGBT, pro-pluralism, pro-universalism with liberal left-wing politics and such. If that's what they overtly were on the website, it occurs to me, not one single word in any of the advertisements would need to be changed. And if that's what their core philosophy was uh, without saying those words, they wouldn't have to change any words on the website. They, their core philosophy could be pro-abortion, pro-LGBT, pro-pluralism, universalism, and liberal left-wing politics. And they wouldn't have to change one single page and one single word anywhere on the website. And that to me is problematic. I, I uh, It seems like it's subtly Speaking the language of contrast to conservative Christians in the culture war that we're fighting by using left-wing buzzwords, uh, and only talking horizontally with uh, with Jesus, and really Jesus is nothing more than the model of how humans can be nice to other humans. I want your
1: thoughts, and I know we need to you know talk yeah. about as far as the investment side of this goes, which these guys are making huge investments. In fact, I had read that. The promoters of He Gets Us, they have put $100 million into this campaign to do things all over the place. I see these even at our local stadium where you go down and watch a ball game. It'll be up on even the monitors at times. So these guys are infiltrating and into a lot of areas that, frankly, a lot of a lot of Christians, by the way, listening to us right now may not even know that.
3: Yeah, and, you know, to bring it all the way back down to the local, like— if, if you're a part of a local church maybe you should make it your business at some point to find out what your church is spending on evangelism and outreach to get the message of the gospel out because there are all kinds of people willing to spend seven million dollars for 30 seconds to spread lies and hate and whatever um we have the life-changing message of the gospel of jesus christ which is something that dennis wilson really believes in he's a financial advisor and certified financial planner he's an investment professional bottom line who has dedicated his life to not only helping people invest wisely and be good stewards of the money that god's entrusted to them but to literally be a a witness for christ in the process he loves jesus Um, he loves working with people to help them gain uh for the future so that they can provide for their families and their ministries in fact the wealth that he's acquired over the years he's using for god's glory i mentioned earlier he's a major supporter of pre-born just as one example but he has investment opportunities that no one else offers last year he was talking about a 13 percent guaranteed yield over 12 months you'd have to call him to ask about that it's an incredible opportunity right now uh, a seven-year Uh, I'm sorry, a 7% CD, three-year commitment, real estate-backed kind of investment. But he has alternative investment opportunities you're not going to find anywhere else. So to protect what God's entrusted to you, but at the same time generate additional resources for retirement and for ministry, et cetera. And to minimize any tax hits, you need to connect with Dennis Wilson of Wilson Financial Services. And you can do that by going to CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on... Uh, Wilson financial crawfordmediagroup.net just click on Wilson financial and you'll get the information that you need um, yeah, I mean bottom line is uh, There's an awful lot of money being spent in these endeavors And I think that as believers we need to get behind the opportunity of sharing the truth of, of the gospel um, However, that is and I I and
1: I just really want to throw this in because not that I disagree with anything Bob said but to be sort of I guess the only Maybe devil's advocate in the room is getting this conversation at least started. Neil, to your point earlier, at the you know you're watching the game, you're with family and friends. That ad comes on. You know, does this not open the door? And and Bob, I'll let you chime in after this. But does this not open the door to have a conversation that you may not 100%. have had otherwise, Neil?
3: A hundred percent. And what I was going to say is, I mean, just one example. First Peter three eighteen. Christ died once for all, the just for the unjust. That's us. In order that he might bring us to God. Has anybody answered the question? Okay, so we all say, well, Jesus died for us. That's wonderful. And I think that he gets us thing talks about all the positive aspects of things Jesus has done. But Jesus died, so we don't have to, because right. we're in that verse as well. You know, we right. were destined for death. Another thing, you know, bottom line is like the, the phrase trans. It's been a popular word obviously and culture's been rustling over the whole you know transgender thing and all that Jesus Christ didn't come to say hey you know I get you guys you guys are really cool I kind of want to hang out with you guys because you know you're all good well no no we're not he came to rescue us from sin so yes, that, he came to hang so, out with us so, so that we're we bad. could be so we right <laughs> so that we could be transformed into his image you know that that he's pro-trans in that sense transforming sinners into Saints and taking us from where we were and, uh, and allowing us to go from darkness into his marvelous light. The transforming power of the gospel means that God has taken broken, sinful people who are literally enemies of God and destined for hell and has brought them to life through what Jesus accomplished for us at Calvary. That's the full message of the gospel. And I think that we need to do exactly what you're saying and what I had mentioned earlier, that it, when this thing comes on, let's start talking about it with some of the people in the room and see where God takes those conversations because the full gospel, Bob said this earlier, is what we need to preach.
1: Yeah, and Bob, I want you to add this to, you know, what we talk about with preborn. because if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't, but either two or three years ago, they tried, you know, there was a group out there that tried to run... A anti-abortion ad, you know, a pro-life ad, if you would, mm-hmm. and that was shot down by uh, either network officials or the NFL or a combination thereof. We don't have that problem. We can talk about preborn all the time, and we do. But the reality is that you know that kind of takes things to a whole another level when somebody wants to actually talk about life and the adverse effects of abortion, and yet those ads got shot down.
2: I know, they did. And look, John, the point that you were making in your devil's advocate thing earlier about, hey, at least it does get conversations going about Jesus. I mean, I get that. When I say I'm not a, I, I'm not a fan of the He Gets Us campaign, it's not 100 to zero. I'm not saying there's no redeeming values that are part of this. But in a general sense, look, the Mormon church runs commercials about Agreed. Jesus too. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah. Well, that can and, get us and I'm glad about- you
1: said that, Bob, because when these first came out, a few years ago, I had to go look to see who was behind them because they were so close in step with what the LDS church does. I right. had to determine was this LDS or was this some evangelicals because I couldn't tell the difference.
2: Exactly. And so it's not, so I do understand there's still some positive fruit that can be produced even from the LDS commercials because, well, hey, at least people are talking about Jesus. But my concern is how many people are going to go ahead and take the bait? They're going to bite the worm of the commercial, go to the website, and now are they going to learn about who the real Jesus Jesus is? Well, for the LDS commercials, no, they're going to get to learn about the false uh, Mormon Jesus. And with the He Gets Us campaign, they go to the website. They're also going to get not as bad of a false Jesus, but only half of who
1: Jesus is, only yeah, his say, humanity is still f- incomplete. Not a false Jesus, just not a complete Jesus.
2: It's not a complete Jesus because if, if Jesus is only a man And really what Jesus is about is that he gets me where I am and Jesus is loving and accepting and practices tolerance and inclusivity. If that's who I perceive Jesus to be, in essence, in totality, then I would argue that is a false Jesus because it's incomplete to the point well, that it denies what he did on the cross. This Look, Jesus was love and all of these things, but if you deny what he did on the cross and the fact that we need a savior and we need to be saved and there really is a heaven, there really is a hell, and he's the only way to be saved, if that is not part of the message at all, you've just created a feel-good cultural human model and called yeah, him Jesus, and because, that's not sufficient. Because not a complete Jesus is, is a false Jesus. It is. That's right. Neil. You're absolutely right. And so, and by the way, we could apply that to to really just about anything. I mean, if you if you leave out a key component of what something is, you have in fact. Uh, altered what that is in, in any that principle applies in anything, and it certainly applies to our Lord Jesus Christ. I would say so. No, this this is a. I just I would I would feel a lot more comfortable if there was some substance in the true gospel at the website. of he gets us now, I will say this: they did get some backlash from people like me and others a couple of years ago when they first came out with this campaign, because there was no place in the website where they even said Jesus was right. the son of God. That's okay. Right. And He rose from the dead. Well, they have covered their rear ends a little bit and I had to dig for it. I had to find it, but I found a page buried in the middle of a page where there was one short line that said, now we believe Jesus is the son of God, came to earth, died, was resurrected, returned to heaven is alive today. That's it. That's the one line. Now that's more than they used to have. But that's buried in the website. Ninety-nine point nine percent of people are never going to get to that and see it, let alone. And there's still nothing about the only means of salvation, and that we need to repent of our sins and turn to Him, yeah. and accept Him as Lord and Savior, and such. Nothing about that at all. The one-way
3: message is the one that's going to get him canceled. Right. Bottom line, that's the controversial message because the world doesn't want to hear. Uh, oh, he gets us. He gets the fact that then I'm good with many gods, and there's many ways to lead. No, no, he's not good with that. He came. Right. To
2: let you know that he is the only way. He loves you enough to tell you that. But if you're a pluralist, there's nothing in the website that's going to turn you off. Nothing in the website that's going to contradict you believing that. Nothing. Right, right.
1: All right, preborn. Let's do that. I know we got to get things wrapped up, Bob. I know. We we, we, do. do. Hey,
2: look, folks, we do want you to support preborn. We really do. And so remember, it's $28 is the average cost to stop one abortion. $28. So, how you do that, go to CrawfordMediaGroup.net, click on preborn. You can give right there. And 100% of what you give goes to fund ultrasounds. All right. You're stopping abortions. You're saving babies' lives. $28 stops one abortion. So how many abortions would you be willing to stop? $28 times fill in the blank, whatever that number is. And if you want to give over the phone, you can call right now, eight three three eight five zero 850 baby That's eight three three eight five zero 850 baby Just mention National Crawford Roundtable when you call. We appreciate you folks doing this. Support our sponsors uh, to this podcast, uh, Dennis Wilson and Preborn, and uh, a lot of you have, and we very much appreciate it.
1: Now the other thing that I will add really quick into the whole he gets us campaign is to their credit there is a section there where if you want to know more they connect you with folks that are either local or you know uh, even sending you to different churches they use the Alpha program which if you guys aren't, aren't 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 experienced with that it is a great intro to Christ and talking about a lot of the things that we just went through it is not watered down at all it really does get into the nitty gritty so I will say that once they get people in, it does look like they're going to send them down the path that will instruct them on the very same things we talked about today. you know, again, the bigger question just is, is what they're doing with their ad campaign an effective way to open the door?
0: Well, if that's all they're
3: trying to do is open the door, then I would say it probably is somewhat effective. I mean, you get more flies with honey than vinegar, right? So, um, if that's the attempt, but then again, Mormon um, Church is opening the door. Then, a hundred percent. That's the that's the other side of that coin, and I, I don't. I'll eat I don't the favor Bob, the, twenty seconds. I don't have the, the last idea. word.
2: Yeah. Well, and I guess that's, that's how I look at it here. Is a, if there's a payoff at the end, I don't mind opening the door with, with milk and honey. But if there's no payoff at the end and Jesus ends up getting reduced to, in essence, only human and only about horizontally uh, loving people, and then you add to that the left-wing buzzwords of tolerance, acceptance, equality, diversity, inclusive, and justice, and those are the predominant words and nothing about the substance of the gospel, I think we're leading people to a false Jesus.
1: I'll leave it at that. Guys, thank you so much. National Crawford Roundtable. Remember, you can listen to us. You can view us, by the way. Go to crawfordmediagroup.net. Uh, my Hope Now is it? Is, Myhopenow.com, my yeah. Myhopenow.com. Yep. I'll make sure I got the, the dot com correctly. Myhopenow.com. That's it for the National Crawford Roundtable. You guys have a great week. We will see you next week. Same time, same place.
0: You've been listening to the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. A view of today's culture through a biblical lens. Brought to you by Preborn, saving babies and souls. Join us in the fight to save babies from abortion. Your gift provides a free ultrasound for a mother in need. 80% of the time, she will choose life. Visit CrawfordMediaGroup.net and click on their logo to donate. And Wilson Financial Advisors, over 50 years of financial expertise and success, helping you build confidence in your financial future. Visit CrawfordMedia.net and click on their logo for more information. You can download this podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more from your local Crawford Media Group station or at crawfordmediagroup.net. And you can watch video of the podcast at myhopenow.com. Be sure to follow My Hope Now wherever you follow social media. And please give this podcast a five-star rating on your Apple app. Look for the notification on your app for when the next weekly edition of the National Crawford Roundtable Podcast is ready for you to download. This is a Crawford Media Group production.